You are listening to Your Blessed Life Podcast, episode number 28. I was not allowed to quit, that I was, I had to keep going, that quitting wasn't a choice, both spiritually and physically, through the love of family, through the love of friends, reminding me that I still had meaning and purpose, and that there was still hope of Christ's love, of Christ's presence, even in the midst of the traumatic transition that I was going through. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Welcome to the show. Are you already part of Blessed Nation? Well, if you're not, I'd like to invite you to be part of it. It's simple. Just go to the website. It's yourblesslife.com. And join us for regular insights and teachings and maybe even an occasional resource that I'm hopeful that will bless your life. So I want to invite you to join Blessed Nation today. Hey, it's Jay Marsh here, and it's great to get to be here with you today. I want to welcome you to Your Blessed Life. Well, let's get right into the show. I've got a a featured guest, a special guest, and I want to introduce her to you. Her name is Laura Bratton. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. It's an honor to be here. Well, I'm glad to get to have you on. And, you know, I'm looking forward to sharing all kinds of fun stuff with our audience here. Before I do, I thought I'd just kind of let them get to know a little bit about you. So I know that you're currently in Greenville, South Carolina, but were you born there as well and raised there? Yes, I was born and raised there and then was gone for about 10 years and now have been back. Well, cool. Well, just to share a little bit more about you. So, Bless Nation, Laura, she's got a pretty impressive background, an interesting background. She served as a hospital chaplain. She's a pastor. She's a coach. And in that coaching, which I find so interesting, she helps folks overcome traumatic situations uh, which is really interesting, and I think a, a real need in in uh, life these days. Uh, she just published her first book, which which we were chatting about earlier, Harnessing Courage. So, congrats, Laura, on that. And here's an interesting thing that I just find totally amazing, and I want to share it. I'm hopeful that this might even be a segue down the road to some other points that we get to talk related to this point. But Laura, you were the first blind student to graduate from Princeton Theological Seminary. Isn't that right? Yeah. With a, in, in, in their master's program, their divinity program. Yes. Wow. If I, could, if I was sitting next to you, I'd give you a high five. That's, <laughs> what was that like? It was a wonderful experience. It was, it was hard. It was challenging. And it was amazing all at the same time. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that sounds amazing. But to go through it and be the first to do it the way you did it, man, that makes it even more difficult, Yes, but makes it even probably sweeter. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's cool. Well, that kind of gives us just a little insight to Laura from a kind of from a personal view and kind of from a professional view. So maybe that's a good jumping off point to talk about something a little more fun. I don't know, maybe a, a hidden talent or a fun fact, maybe something not everybody knows about Laura. Anything come to mind? I love hiking. I love going hiking. 
in the mountains, out west. I always enjoy that. So like Colorado, where at? I've done a lot of hiking in Arizona, in Sedona, Tucson area. Nice. Nice. My family, uh, my wife and my boys and I are planning our first mountain trip as a family to New Mexico here in a, in a few months. So oh, we've, we've wow. yeah, where we kind of got hiking and anything that might involve snow on the mind. Yes, that is great. That'll be a wonderful trip. That'll be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. Well, that's, a, that is an interesting fact and a fun fact, you know, something that I have seen as a common theme, Laura, with different guys and gals that I've interviewed over the last handful of months is this connection to being outside, to being outdoors. In fact, there's two really neat connections. In fact, I have an upcoming podcast that I'm going to talk about one of these. The other one is the glory of God, which they kind of go hand in hand, but there is this amazing connection with my guests that, that enjoy spending time outdoors walking, hiking in the mountains. You think that's a coincidence? Not at all. What does that do for you? When you say you like to be out there and do that, what, what one or two things just really stand out as why that's, that's why you like it? You named it earlier. I feel so connected to God's spirit, the God's spirit of creation, just God's living spirit moving through the outdoors, through the nature just to quiet our minds, to step away from the normal routine of busyness and work and technology and just to step away and be present with the holy creation. Wow. I was hoping that's what you'd say. And the reason I say that, because for me, when I hear you say that, Laura, that's confirmation. Because as I'm preparing the final few pieces to that episode that's coming up on, on glory, I really feel like that God is just pointing his finger and saying, there, there, there. And he's giving me that confirmation to have a conversation about it because people are doing it and other people need to know why they're doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's super cool. Well, I'm excited that we get to know a little bit about you. And I'm also excited that you're open and willing that we get to talk a little bit about you from the inside out. And that has to do with your personal walk in Christ. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, as we talked about before, Laura, we're going to hit these three major pillars, faith, hope, and promise. And then at the end, we'll sprinkle in a few nuggets of wisdom and to kind of round out the show. So to get started, we'll start with the faith aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, not only is it a great place to start, it's a foundational place to start, but I think it's a real place to start because I know me, probably you, we're going through stuff. We're going through struggles, challenges that, that are in our life. But those are an opportunity for God to do a mighty work in us and through us. So would you tell us about a time when your faith was stretched, a time when maybe you were in that proverbial pit? So as we mentioned earlier, I was born and raised in South Carolina, grew up going to church on Sundays, on Wednesday nights, very active, very involved in the church life and had a very typical, normal childhood. Then when I was nine, I was diagnosed with an eye disease. So up until that point, I had not had any problems with my vision or any problems health related. So I was diagnosed with this 
eye disease at the age of nine. And for the next couple of years, there wasn't a huge change. Life continued as normal. I continued to play basketball and dance and church activities. And it seemed to be pretty normal as just typical. Then in middle school, when I was 13, 12, 13, 14, I really started to notice the eye disease. So it's a retinal disease where the cells of the retina were deteriorating. So I was losing my central vision and still had peripheral vision. During middle school, I couldn't read print anymore. When teachers would put words up on the overhead, boards up on, I wasn't able to read print at all. The textbooks, no matter how large I got the print, I wasn't able to see it. Walking around, my mobility was still fine, but anything close up, I wasn't able to see. Then in high school, I lost a lot more sight. So it wasn't safe for me to walk around without cane or guide dog or assistance. I could see that there was a step, but I, I couldn't tell you if it was six inches or two feet away. So my depth perception was completely gone. Right. So during that time of middle school, high school, you're going through huge changes already. And then on top of the typical middle school, high school changes, facing the reality that I was going blind, that I was losing my sight, that I was having to adjust to a completely new normal. My family and I, we knew very little about blindness and how to cope and adapt and, and continue moving forward. So that was a time when my faith, I doubted, I questioned mm, I my my comment to God every night, both to God and to myself, was, I can't, I can't, I can't. I constantly told God, this is too much. I can't do this. I don't want to do this. This is too hard. I can't. I can't, I can't. So that was my constant thought process, and that was my spiritual response. That was my prayer. That was my plea. That was, that was my overall mantra. Yeah. I would imagine stretched is an understatement. Yes. So can I ask you a question? Absolutely. How do you go from I can't to I can? I vividly remember one night I was just crying and screaming out to God. I can't, I can't, I can't. And I heard in my spirit, it wasn't an audible voice, but I heard in my spirit, I knew that I was hearing these words, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that was the moment when I realized when that I can't slowly began to turn to I can. It wasn't a miraculous moment of, I stopped crying and life was all perfect and normal, <laughs> right. but it was a time where I started to entertain the thought of maybe I can, maybe I can get help both physically, emotionally, spiritually, and begin that healing process, begin that accepting process, beginning that I can't, I can, so that, that mind shift both emotionally and spiritually. Yeah, you know, when I hear you say that, Laura, I can definitely see the connection, the parallel with the 
title of your book. Yes. And it's, it's really a nice way for us to, to introduce the topic of hope because I'm guessing that one of the things that resonates in you is how harnessing courage actually increases your hope and not necessarily your courage and your strength, but that of God's. Yes. How I can be open to the spirit of God, the courage of God to flow through me and to receive that help spiritually and also to receive that help that comes from God that flows through other people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think that that gives us it to me, it points me to another scripture. You know, joy comes in the morning. It gives us that hope that for tomorrow. Yes. But it gives it to us today. Not that we have to wait on tomorrow before we can receive that hope, but it gives us something to hold on to today. So I want to talk a little bit more about about hope because you and I and Blessed Nation, you know this too, that our ultimate hope, it rests in the Lord, that secure confidence that carries us through tough times. Yes. Oftentimes, however, we get to see some good things manifest themselves in our life. Sometimes these things come to pass and they help to increase our hope even more so. So, Laura, would you tell us about a time when your faith positioned you, that courage positioned you for a renewed hope and maybe even an eventual breakthrough? Yes. So as I shared that once I heard that reminder of the powerful scripture that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That gave me the hope to begin receiving help, to receiving the therapy that I needed, the teachers that were willing to help me to adapt to a new, a new way of screen, you know, using screen readers and technology that was created for people who are blind. So that hope for me came through others, came through my parents who supported me, encouraged me provided the help that I needed. It came through my brother who continually reminded me that I was not allowed to quit, that I was, I had to keep going, that quitting wasn't a choice, both spiritually and physically through the love of family, through the love of friends, reminding me that I still had meaning and purpose and that there was still hope of Christ's love of Christ's presence even in the midst of the traumatic transition that I was going through. And as you mentioned, Jay, it was day by day. Each day, each moment gave me more and more hope. And that hope slowly increased day by day, moment by moment. So as that's growing inside of you, as you're, you've got your support system, your family, scripture, friends, people that are encouraging you, lifting you up, maybe even pushing you when you need it. Did any of that move you to a particular transition where you got, where you felt like you got to see maybe the fullness in that particular time of God's hope revealed to you? Yes. The transition that of God's hope that was revealed was the promise that I remained a beloved child of God that my label in society had changed. I went from, quote, normal, whatever that means, <laughs> normal 
typical teenager to all of a sudden I was labeled as disabled. People were interacting with me completely different because I had that label. So even in the midst of all of those changes, realizing the hope, realizing the transformation that I continue to be a beloved child of God, that my identity was still rooted, my foundation continued to be in the hope that I was a child of God. Man, that's good. Your identity is still intact. It's still secure, regardless of the circumstances. You, I'm going to give you some really good grammar here. You is who you is in Christ. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that the topic of, of hope, when we look at it and we want to attach it to an event, can be a little misleading when at the end of the day, it's about knowing your, your eternal inheritance, your position as a child of God while you were alive and on this earth and being able to be secure in it. Because yes. I think that's just, I think that's what's going to make up our joy and our peace is knowing that we are secure in something. Right. That foundation. Yeah. I love that. And I love how we get to see the faith, your, the faithfulness in your story. And the faithfulness of God in that story show up. Yes. So you get that reassurance that when life happens, and for you, it was pretty big, losing right. your sight. You know, and I think as you're telling that story, I'm thinking, I didn't know if I was going to ask this. I'm kind of asking this without asking this. I was thinking, wow, so would it be worse to not ever have seen and then to lose your sight or to never not seen or to have seen and lose your sight because now you just have a totally different perspective. Right. And I don't know that that there's a, there's not a, there's not a question that is a better off, but I just think about that when you're telling me that story, I think, wow, to have it and then to not have it again, yes. you surely want to put your hope in something bigger than yourself. Right. Absolutely. And I've had that conversation with, with a lot of people who have become blind and people who've been born blind. And you said it perfectly. There's, it's not, better or worse. There's not a one way that's better or worse. Going through the grief process was absolutely horrible. And yet I have that visual map in my head of what things look like. So I can, when someone describes a situation to me, I can visually see it in my head as if I was seeing. So that's an incredible gift. Oh, there's there's not a, better or worse scenario in that situation, that there's God's faithfulness remains in both, just as you mentioned. Yeah, so when you say that, here's what I'm envisioning, that one of your senses isn't as strong as it was significantly. Right. Right. But another one increases to a level that helps offset the shortcoming of that other one. I, I can imagine the vision that you can create in your mind because of the height of the awareness that God has given you with that sense. Wow. That's quite a gift. Praise God for that. That is amazing. So we talked about a very strong promise while ago, and that may be a promise that we can talk about now as we move into the third pillar of the show. The promises of God really gives us that hope to start with. So when we're looking for a way to strengthen and to grow that hope, we can just thumb through the good book and 
and see the many, many promises that he has there for us. So when you, when you do that, when you think about these, these times, whether it was your time of faith, your struggle, whether it was your time of hope, the confidence that you had in the Lord, what promise comes to mind for Laura right now? The overwhelming promise is God's unconditional love. When I think about my own situation, my own story, when I think about the people that I know and love who are going through incredibly difficult situations, as I think about God's word, the constant message is the unconditional, everlasting love of Christ. So I know that you're a that you're a coach and I know that you specialize in trauma and loss. And when you just said that, that's exactly what made me think about it. I kind of felt like whether they knew it or not, that you were talking to those folks that have experienced trauma or loss. And you may have already answered this, but I want to restate it again, because for the folks that are listening that thought they just heard what they heard, I want them to know that they heard it. So when folks are going through trauma and loss, and people all around us, Lord, they're going through some stuff, serious, yeah. serious issues. What can you leave them with to give them some guidance and to help them increase their hope with whatever trauma or loss they're going through? Speaking from my own experience of what I experienced through that traumatic loss, the first promise is that God's everlasting love is there, that God's everlasting love continues to flow, continues to support, continues to strengthen regardless of the circumstances. Yeah. So a lot of times we think God is good when things are going well. God is not good when things are not going well. So in the midst of trauma and in the midst of loss, to know that God's love flows around them, within them, among them, between them, that God's love can be accessed is present in so many different ways. And then also what I mentioned earlier about the, our, our identity. So even in the midst of trauma, in the midst of loss, when our identity is changing physically, emotionally, how we're labeled in society our foundation, our core, our spirit is still rooted in the promise that we are beloved children of God, mm. oh. that our difficulties do not take away the promise that we're beloved children of God. Well, and that's a perfect tie-in because as you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, okay, so how has this blessed Laura's life? And you just answered it before I even asked it, and that is... Because you know who your true, who you are, yeah. who your true identity is. Right. That regardless of the circumstances, because the circumstances don't change who you are in Christ. Right. Right. Love that. Well, you know, blessed nation, God knows your heart. God knows what you're going through and he's here with you. He wants you to reach out to him and he wants you to know that you can stand on his promises. That's why they're there. So, Blessed Nation, before we go into the final segment of the show, I just want to check in with you. I hope this episode with Laura is, is connecting with you. I'm so grateful for her willingness to open up and share so humbly with us. And if you like what you hear so far, I want to give you an opportunity to subscribe to the show. It's easy to do. 
whether you're listening to it on your phone or you're on the website or what have you, there's a button there, a purple button that says subscribe. If you'd like to get plugged in for the next episode, just hit that button and you'll be set up to do that. And if you do, thank you in advance for doing that. So, Laura, I want to kind of transition just a little bit and move us into kind of the final segment of the show. I call it Nuggets of Wisdom. It's a combination of us getting to know you a little bit more and tying it in with some wisdom from the good book. So sound like something you want to do? Absolutely. Great. Cool. All right. Well, the first nugget of wisdom that I want to ask you is something that is personal to you, and it's what's on your heart. So what is one thing that you are praising God for these days, Laura? The gift to be grateful. I have found such strength, such healing in the gift of gratitude, expressing gratitude to God, gratitude to others. So I am praising God and most grateful for that awareness, of the power of the gift. I'm writing that down. Sorry. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I tell you, awareness is half of it, isn't it? Yes. Yes. It, it is. That's half of it. Okay. Well, on that same topic, you know, being thankful is what you are grateful for. What is something that you like to do as a blessing to others? What's one way that you like to be a blessing to others? One way that I enjoy being a blessing to others is to take the time to say thank you, whether that's to send them an email, a text, a phone call when I'm interacting with them, but just to say thank you for something they've done, for how they have encouraged me, blessed me, supported me, just to take the time to say thank you. Yeah. Little things do matter, don't they? Yes. In fact, you stack those little things up and they become big things. Yeah. I love that. So share with us, Laura, just one thing. And I know there's probably a half a dozen things, but share with us one thing that you do on a regular basis that helps you to strengthen your walk in Christ. As an extroverted person, obviously as a speaker and coach, I'm always talking. I'm always interacting with others. And so what helps me to listen, to, to strengthen my relationship with God is to be silent, to spend time in silent meditation, in centering prayer, listening to God's spirit, being present to God's awareness, that love. It is flowing through me and around me. You know, as you say that, I'm reminded. So now you're now you're talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're ministering to me when I hear that because it reminds me of the aspect of having a relationship with Christ. And Christ wants to hear from us. He wants us to to pray to Him. He wants us to talk to Him. He wants us to get to know Him. But the other side, not but, and the other side of that relationship is to listen, to hear. So it's not always a one-sided relationship where we're right. jabber jawing it up to God all yeah. the time. And there's never any ear time because the best relationships, think about it, your girlfriends, your buds, your friends, whoever it is, those best relationships you have are with those guys and gals that will give you the time of day to listen. Listen. Yeah. And be present. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying that about the silence to allow you the time to connect to God. Well, let's move into the next question for you. 
So the next question, besides your book, which I want to talk about here in just a minute, a little bit more, besides your book and besides the Bible itself, could you share with us one book? And it can be any topic, if it's a Christ-centered book, that has blessed some area of your life. I have found that Daring Greatly and Rising Strong, both books by Brene Brown, have been incredibly helpful with my Christian walk. She focuses so much on being present in the moment, choosing to experience joy, letting go of shame. And I found that each of those principles have been so powerful in my walk with Christ, in my spiritual journey. You know, that's big. You know what I think about? I mean, I think about those two things in increasing your joy and removing shame, maybe because you're a woman, obviously, but I think that message will resonate with women. I think of the women that I coach primarily as, as a husband and wife team, but I know that is the kind of stuff that in the quiet moments, that's what ladies are thinking about. So that sounds like some awesome books. So Daring Greatly and Rising Strong. What was her name? What was the author's name? Renee Brown. Cool. Renee Brown. Sounds like some good books. And Blessed Nation, I will put those links. All the stuff that Laura and I talk about today will be on the show notes at yourblessedlife.com. You'll see Laura's show. You'll see her episode there. And look at the show notes. You'll, you'll see the synopsis of the things that we talked about, but you'll also see links to things that you can connect with, which one of those things is going to be Laura's book. So Laura, I want you just to tell us just a, a little bit about the inspiration behind the writing of this book and how long has it been out? So the inspiration for writing this book was to be able to share my story, my life experiences so that it can be an encouragement a support to others. So I tell my story with the theme of overcoming adversity with grit and gratitude. So the purpose of the book, the goal for the book, is that someone facing a difficult situation, facing a loss, facing a traumatic situation, can read the book and receive encouragement, receive strength, receive support, that they can continue to move forward that they can continue to move forward with meaning and with purpose. I love that. So, I mean, I know we've got your website, but I want to ask you just right out. So if someone is wanting to check that book out and get some more information on it, do you have a book website or do they go to Amazon? Where can someone find that book? Yes. If you go to my website, there is a book link on the website. So you okay. click or click on that link and it will open up the page it has all the information about the book. Okay, I know what your website is, but would you tell Blessed Nation what your website is? Yes, it's ubglobal.org. So it's ubiglobal.org. And then click on the book page, and that has all the information about the book and where you can purchase it. Awesome. And I'll be sure and, and link that up in the show notes. So while we're talking about connecting with you, is there any other places, Facebook, Twitter, anything else that you connect with folks besides your website right there? Yeah. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Okay. Connect with me through any of those social media platforms. Great. And I'll put a link to those things on there as well. So, you know, as we kind of come into the 
the last question. It's, I want to end it on something interesting and fun. And it's simply this, of all the things, Laura, that are going on in your life right now, and it can be anything, doesn't have to be spiritual. If it is, awesome. <laughs> but it's what's, what has got you most excited? What, what's got you most excited these days, Laura? Most excited about the hope that my situation can be an encouragement and a strength to others. As I think back to those first days and years in middle school and high school, as I was struggling to survive and wondering, am I going to survive? Mm -hmm. Knowing that my book can be a hope to someone in the, in that similar situation. Yeah. Well, and I think I'm guessing that the reason that it's got you so excited because you have been in that position and you know the need. Right. Yes. Yeah. And there is so much satisfaction to think that you can help to reach down. I say down, maybe it's just across the aisle and give someone a hand and help them to see the awesomeness of God and how he showed up in your life and how he can show up in their life. Yes. Because I see this reoccurring thing and everything that we've talked about, you just keep passing that glory over to God. Yeah. <laughs> you just keep passing it over to God. So uh, praise God for that. Um, I would think that would put a smile on his face. You know, I'm so grateful for our time that we had together. I hope this time together was as much of a blessing for you, Laura, as it was for, for me. Yes. And, Thank and you, Jaker. Allowing me the opportunity. Yeah. Well, you've got a, a great message, and I know that we just have barely scratched the surface on it. And I'm going to plant a seed with you, and I'm going to put you on the spot. We haven't talked about this. Maybe we ought to think about coming back together again and doing a deep dive in your book. I would love it. That would be great. I just want to throw that out there because I really do believe that we have just scratched the surface and begun talking about the very base of, of a question that folks want answers to. And that has to deal with how do you move through and deal through a season of trauma right. and loss. And the, the questions of where is God? Yeah, indeed. Well, Blessed Nation, not only am I grateful for the time that Laura spent with us today, but I'm grateful for you guys. For you, not you guys, for you. You, the one listening. I'm grateful for you for plugging in with us today. It's an honor to get to be your host, your guide, your coach as we move down the path of your blessed life. And my last charge for you, Blessed Nation, is if you enjoyed the episode, I'd like to ask you to leave us a review. And that's how you can truly show us your love, is by leaving us a, a strong rating and review on iTunes. And I'll tell you something fun that I'm doing just over the next couple of weeks. When you do, I, wanna, I want you to leave your name. So I can say a personal hello and a personal thank you. Um, because I, I want to share that love that you've given us. I want to share that with Blessed Nation. So thank you in advance for doing that. To leaving a rating and review on the podcast app. You just type in the show, Your Blessed Life. And you'll see the cover art there. Once you click on that cover art, you'll see the rating and review tab. And you just write your review right there. So Blessed Nation, thank you for tuning into the show. Thanks for spending time with Laura and myself. And until we get together again, I want to remind you that God loves you and he wants to bless you.